our model crop weather update. I'm Rich Bosch for Critical Point. It is February 2nd. This morning I made a comment that I thought the R model was reactivating, but I was missing uh, some February data, and uh, there seemed to be a difference between various time frames of data. Well, I found out it wasn't the vendor's problem or it wasn't a data problem. It was really just the uh, search engine type thing just saying it was it had stopped at the end of January. Uh, we had to plug in the date, and it pulled in the data, and was pleasantly surprised uh, that some of these inputs into the R model actually surged a little better than I thought, and we have reactivated the R model. Now, I want to move away from this more aggressive timing of the model, so I'm willing to allow the data to completely reverse to where it was a few months ago, maybe even more. This would be the equivalent of like if you were trading a commodity and you were buying, selling short term and eventually you said, screw it, I'm gonna risk a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a lot of room. I think I got this, and yet I don't wanna get caught up in noise and leave it alone. Uh, that's what trend followers do is they, at least from a perception, a perceiving kind of attitude, they actually risk more than everyone else. But the fact is the, the trend has already begun, which is why they jump on it. And quite often the risk never comes to fruition and they look pretty smart. And even though they got on board late, well, I tried to time it so I wouldn't get on board late. Now what I'm doing is backing out the trend following uh, and give it some room to fluctuate. But I like what it's I like how it looks. I think the R model is triggered, and what it's suggesting is we want to watch for one to three crop problems from now, from 2024 through 2028. And yes, we can get consecutive years of crop problems. They can be broken up in part. And if it's not major crop problems, we might even see something like soybeans, wheat had a bad year, but corn didn't. But if you get into really major problems, all three are probably going to have a problem, okay? Uh, now, I realize it's a five-year range, and you're saying, gee whiz, if this happens every decade, you're really saying, yeah, there's problems every half decade. Well, anybody can say that. Well, yeah, but it still has some usefulness, and if you overlay the C model, what it's saying is really you should have a crop problem this year, you should have a crop problem in 26, 27 that's not as important, and that can delay a year or two, shove it out a little further. If you overlay what the Gleisberg people are calling for, they're targeting 2025, which I say is actually going to be a good crop year, but they're saying plus or minus one or two years. So that would mean 2023 to 2027. So the point is 2024 can be a Gleisberg year. And if it isn't, uh, it could be 2627, which is lining up with the C model. It could make just a bigger deal uh, later this decade <clears throat> than what I might other otherwise expect. Okay, so uh, and looking at today, we can see there's some issues around the world developing from El Nino, and we can see someday the markets, uh, the climate's probably going to swing back to La Nina, and we have issues in this country, but they're nothing major. It's too soon. Nobody's going to run out and buy grains just because I triggered an R model because all it's doing is giving us a range to time where we want to uh, get more serious than the rest of the years of a decade to look for some kind of uh, a crop problem, okay? So I like what I see with this, where we're going with it, and hopefully it'll stick there for us and doesn't deactivate again. 
because what this does, combining to all the other modeling, that again is pre-crop growing season modeling, and therefore it may not be so useful. And some people just believe, don't even bother speculating what the year will be, just wait for the growing season and see the actual crop. And I get that, I understand that, but it is nice to have a general idea what might occur during summer. So I'm going from 65% probability of a crop problem to 70, and I'm willing to go as high as 75, okay? That's a little more subjective and gut feeling. Now, <clears throat> we'll see what other factors come in later that might actually uh, increase that probability a bit more. Now, if you will allow me to take my price-only business cycle forecast of, hey, a long-term top is doing prices this year that occurs like every other year and sometimes delaying a year, then you would make an argument that that could be more important than just year-to-year, normal-year seasonal up moves in the summer. That implies a little more upside every other year than the years in between. And this is one of those years. So the point is it opens the door that we may get at least a tiny crop problem. Throw in the C model, now throw in the R model, and the door opens, it might be a significant crop problem or somewhere in between a minor to major crop problem. So it just it's just raising interest here. But if I add the pricing, uh, and I have experience of using prices for the past 30 years, to forecast when we have crop problems, and I think it's worked damn good, better than just trying to look at weather and by itself. And if you add that, then uh, really, instead of being at 70, I ought to be at 75 to maybe even pushing it up to 80 if you include prices only type analysis. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. Put me down at 70 maybe up to 75, all right? So a little curiosity, fun thing going on here to consider, and it does still open the door for this year, but realize from my special report, there's factors there that make me nervous that there won't be a crop problem this year. And all we know is the door is open, it's not as open as it, uh, as it once was, but maybe it's starting to open up a little bit more now with the addition of this R model. Now in terms of prices, in the markets, what I find is that the anti-inflationistas uh, really want to continue to beat up on commodities, beat up on inflation. The trueflation.com website shows inflation just collapsed to like 1.3%. It shows a straight down move. They can be way too extreme compared to government. Government may not ever show it that lower for some strange reason, but and government certainly lags. But it does show an emphasis of keep bringing it down. And the point is this discourages some people about investing in commodities for hedging and inflation, okay? Um, we do have to realize that pressure is still out there. And then we have to acknowledge that uh, economic-wise, the world really isn't doing that great. The U.S. is doing great to fantastic, in my opinion. But the rest of the world is just trying to get going here. Um, this can limit amount of upside as well from the demand side. And let's keep in mind what I discovered going back to 1866. If you're going to have a big bull market because of a serious crop problem, you really need prices to go up from October into summer. And prices went down from October into this year. So the seasonal is not working, but it can still pick its head up going into summer at the last minute. But it does send a warning. This may not be all that bullish of a year. 
but it's still leaving the door open to be bullish. And then there's election year. Seasonal people are saying corn on average went up a buck and a half. I don't know how many years. I hope they tested that back to at least 1950. And I'll see what I can dig up on that over time. But we do have to leave the door open that these grains are getting cheap and they can be worth more by summer. And then we may yet learn it's a good crop and take it down to harvest, but we may yet learn we got a little bit of a crop problem or even a significant crop problem, um, that there's still a chance this 2024 thing. And you may recall back in 2015, I started forecasting that by 2021 to 2024, we would see a bull market. It could start up sooner and go into that. And then I warned it can peak though and then go down. Well, we've seen that bull market and it was mostly driven from supply crunches created by our supply chain problems, but also printing of money to boost the band and boost inflation. It wasn't any kind of an actual crop problem. The weird thing is the crop problem, Mollen was saying all along, yeah, but there ought to be a crop problem 21 to 24. This may be the year to wrap it up and put it in. If it doesn't work, it'll be the first time in the history of this country, going back to at least 1866, and, uh, and we'll just reevaluate. And all it's going to do is probably send the uh, shove the emphasis here uh, over to 2026 to 2027, maybe 28, uh, for something far more serious. So if it uh, doesn't happen this year, nature's probably going to say, I'm going to get you a little later, okay? And that's where the Gleisberg could still work. So for price action to show us we're finally finding some kind of cheap price level to put a bottom in here, I think we need these grains to move above recent weekly highs. And as I look at the November soybean futures, kind of get a clue of maybe what they could do going into summer in terms of a new crop perspective. If they trade above this week's high, I think that's kind of positive, but we really need to trade above last week's high in the November soybeans. If it does that, there's a gap on the November soybeans, just as there's a gap on many other charts uh, that goes back to about January 2nd or so, and that's about 1241 in the November beans. I can't help but think that is a target, and that is a small enough move to just fit in with normal seasonal trading of moving higher into summer. And yet, that's a decent move for a trader, okay? And so, is it possible we're forging bottoms now? Uh, I won't go into greater detail than that. Uh, check the morning brief this morning in terms of price analysis. Check the, um, the weekly update yesterday, I made yesterday of where we're going with all these price fluctuations. Again, sluggishness and problems can persist here uh, well into March. But there is that chance we can put in some kind of floor price this month. And I still think as we look out to April on into June, July, we're going to see some lift in these markets. And at least with our weather modeling, we have one more little factor to consider a chance. Something might happen to make grains quite bullish. All right, our model is activated, and uh, we'll take it from there. Past results and on the scientific future results. Have a great day. Thank you.